Welcome to episode 4 of the Shambles United podcast. This is your host Pranav Shahani and today I'm joined by not one but two new guests. My first new guest is Yash Shah. I've known him for the last I don't know 10 or 15 years and he's been a diehard United fan ever since. And the second one is Ishan who is younger to us by a few years but also an extremely passionate United fan. So I'll come to you Yash first. How does it feel to be on the podcast? We've tried we've tried to get you on for so long and now you're finally here. Yeah, it feels it feels good. Um start of something new but uh, I've been wanting to come uh, on here for uh, quite a while but things just the schedule just didn't match out. So yeah, happy to be here. And I think it's a perfect time for you to even come on now because we've just won our first leg of the Europa League pretty convincingly. So what did you make of that game and the player performances? Because I think it was one of our best performances of the season. Yeah, again, uh, like first half we were uh, we started off well, but then again defensive errors too, like schoolboy errors basically. Uh, second half, like we've done all season, we came back very strongly. I don't know, it was just a just a different game in the second half pogba bruno and cavani like all three of them quality and whenever they've been on the pitch they have showed their quality um apart from that uh, defensively it was a little bit of an off performance in the first half but then second half we were pretty solid so overall it was a really good performance uh but yeah i mean it would have been better if we could do it over both halves instead of just one and what did you make of the game ishan because like yash said that defensively we didn't look too good and even i felt that initially it took us a while to get things going but once i always feel that we need to go behind to uh, you know suddenly wake up because unless we don't go behind we are just we just taking things casually we are under, undermining the opposition but the moment we go back suddenly i don't know what happens the team just goes into second third gear and then we are just just bang on we are just attacking scoring attacking scoring so what did you make of the initial stages like before going down how do you think the performance was and how did things change after that what was your general perspective of the game yeah i mean like according to me the game the attack in our team was perfect i would say nearly perfect right from the beginning if you see even in the starting bruno pogba and cavani they combined very well for the first goal the second goal i feel pogba he knows himself he said it that i should learn how to tackle but the third i mean the second goal that we conceded my god that was that was symbolic do you can't concede like that aramon bisaka doesn't track back i think and lindelof is pulled out of position and it's just a very bad goal to concede it's very like championship vibe it is yeah and i feel like lindelof and maguire as a as a pairing like they keep a lot of clean sheets but when they concede they tend to concede more than one if i don't know if everyone has noticed this but i have every goal that united has conceded they tend to concede another they concede one and then they'll go and concede another and set pieces so not in this game but in general set pieces from corners and all we concede a lot of goals so i don't think they're going to win a title for us together maybe get in another center back but the first half literally showed why united need to sign a center back and then in the second half you just know you just need to know why you need to keep cavani yeah and why you need to bring in either like keep pogba or you need to bring in a better like attacking midfielder from the left or bring in a creative player like sancho or someone mm, absolutely and that's an interesting point you made about uh, aaron van der sar because even i have noticed that uh, 
you know when he's defending one on one or when the team is comfortable when the team is sitting deep he's fine but the moment the team is on the attack and then they are being hit on the counter attack you're always seeing Bamsaga not there in the right position so uh, i mean i'm not saying that we need a new right back but we probably need him to you know learn this role because we are not always going to be a team that is you know waiting for the opposition to attack us because eventually we are going to dominate games even against the bigger teams as of now most of his his best performances have come against the bigger teams because we are sitting back and we are inviting pressure onto us but i feel that you know in the in the lesser games the goals we concede he is not always there to you know defend in the in the in the in the box or something so what do you think yash do you think that uh, we are reading too much into it or do you think that there's actually some deficiency in van der sar's game that he needs to work on no positionally he's uh, like we've seen it uh, many times this season that positionally he's been pretty poor hmm. so i mean he tends to tuck in towards lindelof uh, a lot of the times and uh, that leaves a lot of space uh, on the wing hmm. and uh, it's uh, i i think it's got something to do with the uh, again uh, like ishan was saying it's got something to do with the pairing uh, maguire and lindelof don't really work well as a pairing and we generally don't see like even though they keep clean sheets uh, like they've been shielded by like fred and mccormen in front of them which also takes like the sting out of our, uh, out of our attack even against roma the reason we uh, were so effective in our attack in the second half is uh, you know the fullbacks were given the license to push forward and uh, the main thing was you know pogba and bruno both of them were on the pitch yeah so generally what uh, like if 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 only one of them is on the pitch uh, the teams tend to you know just take bruno out of the game by marking we saw this against leeds as well so calvin phillips was on bruno the entire time and bruno could literally do nothing and fred and mctominay by themselves are not creative players they're just there to like protect the back four so that takes the whole creativity out of the game and you know just after pogba came on we started playing a little bit better but when both of them are not or rather when just one of them is on the pitch we tend to play a little bit poorly Absolutely, and you know this perfectly brings into the topic we wanted to discuss today is that of Fred and generally the midfield conundrum in our team. Because for four, for the last four five years, we've said that we need something to unlock Pogba, something to unlock Pogba. We don't know whether he's staying or not. As of now, we have Bruno playing as the number ten as a creative force. But like you said, Gallen Phillips just blocked him out of the game, and we didn't have any other creativity from midfield. So there are rumors now that we are linked to a DM. that will ensure that bruno and another creative midfielder alongside him whether whether it's going to be van der beek whether it's going to be pogba is going to play alongside him so what do you guys think happens to scott mctominay and more importantly fred because he was signed for 52 million just the fact because he was a city target is why united pursued him there was no scouting done for him there was nothing that way they just saw i think a few videos they spoke to a few agents they spoke to a few you know players who were close to fred and decided okay yeah this is the man we want and just so that city don't get him they they said okay we'll pay over the top for him but i don't think fred has been a successful signing at all and every time i look at him i i wonder why is he playing for united because he is not the best tackler he's not the best passer he's not the best dribbler i don't know what he brings to the table like at least with mcnomney you can see that he has that energy and he has that willingness to do whatever ole wants him to do but what to fred you don't you don't really know it so ishan first i'll come to you what What do you think is going on with Fred? I mean, why is he the way he is, and why is Ole still sticking with him? Um, bro, I feel he brings like he brings that tenacity. He brings that running all over the pitch kind of thing with him. So, like, I would not like completely disagree, but I would slightly disagree with you. I feel McTominay is not as good as Fred. Like, I know Fred is shit, but I feel McTominay positionally is even more worse because like he can't play alone. he yeah. needs somebody with him fred can still 
do a half decent job alone if you play fred and pogba you still might get a little bit more stability but if you've seen mctominay even in recent games even in against roma i looked at him many times he's just out of position and there are major gaps between that midfield and they just play one ball towards their number 10 and we're done mm-hmm. and they just goes towards the back four so like the main purpose of playing fred and mctominay together is to shield our two slow center backs Yeah, but the problem with McTominay is he's not a natural defensive defensive midfielder. In my opinion, he's not a natural defensive midfielder. They're trying to convert him in one. Yeah, but I feel if you've seen his best performances have come when he's going ahead and he's moving forward as a box to box kind of player. Have you seen like his strike on the Absolutely, ball? It's yeah. so clean. The go- the goal against Arsenal, brilliant. I mean, like just there are very few players who have that kind of strike. Even against Leeds, the first goal. That was brilliant. I mean, so I feel Ole needs to understand that he's not a defensive midfielder, and neither is Fred, like because of his height and his first touch. I mean, his first touch is shit. That's so every player, just like they just like like just jump on him. I mean, they just pressure him and they get the ball back. And you, so you, I feel yeah, you made a good point that Fred is not a defensive midfielder because. when he's playing with mctominay he is kind of playing as one because he's dropping deep he's there to shield the back yeah. and you have mctominay yeah, yeah. often playing box to box so now if we are signing a dm do you see a future for fred at united i i feel he's he's a good backup player for sure he has to be there because you can't do in anything just with one player and i feel matic is done i feel matic is going to go I so i feel that. yeah so you need someone to play in the cup games you need someone so you can give your rest to maybe declan rice or whoever they sign i would personally go for declan rice if they can get him in a lingard deal mm-hmm. because he's he's very good he's a captain so there's clearly leadership qualities which lack, which is lacking in united i feel many times yeah so i feel as a backup even mctominay for that reasons i mean if mctominay is played right i feel he's a very good player from the bench Mm-hmm. and his height also is an advantage in the box if you need set plays and stuff so he can be our felini <laughs> but like even then he's not a starter for sure he's not a starter and yes what do you think uh, we should do with fred because he is 28 he's not go- he's not turning any younger i don't think he's going to be getting any better so if we are to get something out of him this is the summer we should look to cash on him cash on to him so what do you think do you think that uh, we should stick with him or we should uh, ensure that he's sold in the summer Look, we can try to sell him in the summer, but I don't think there are a lot of clubs which would be ready to buy Fred. To be honest, like not the top clubs anyway. Yeah. So I I don't think like a club like even like Everton would be ready to sign him. Like he's not a good player. Like just to put it simply, he's not a good player in the position he's being played in. And to be completely honest with you, I don't even understand what his best position would be. He he you know he just doesn't know how to pass the ball. Uh, we saw this against uh, Leicester in the. FA Cup where we crashed out like he gave the ball away like so many times and he's been deployed as a defensive midfielder when he's not one he got yeah. bypassed by Tillemans and Ndidi like in just a simple one two and uh, like the defense the defensive midfielder's job is not not to you know just uh handle things on the halfway line like when we are defending on corners and everything we have to track the runners as well he doesn't yeah. even do that not as McTominay and uh, so Uh, coming to your question like we like uh, selling him would be ideal if we were to sign a defensive midfielder but then selling him would be quite difficult as well 
so uh, that's a conundrum so if he were to stay at united uh, if he is to stay at united rather uh, he's he again i i'd agree with ishan here he's probably a, like a bench player uh, you can bring him on uh, let's say you know let's uh, 70 minutes in if you need some fresh legs if you're in a lead you need some fresh legs you need some tenacity over the pitch to just to slow them down and stuff like that but otherwise i don't think he offers much on the pitch anyway he's just there to shield maguire and lindelof and i agree with ishan there yeah even i think that uh, trying to expect a huge transfer fee from him is impossible because there isn't the market for him but maybe if he can get something around 15 to 20 million for fred i think the club will be tempted to uh, you know sell him because under ole i felt that the uh, you know the board and the the backroom staff they're all willing to listen to him in terms of the the ins and outs especially the outs because in the past we've seen a lot of players that have just been on the club's payroll for number of years and they are hardly playing any games so i i feel that if ole you know puts his foot down and says that i want fred out of the club maybe that can maybe that can work and you guys are saying that you all want fred as a bench position because i am impressed by james garner's performances on loan at nottingham forest this season so i feel that we should get in get in a player like him and then mold him into a first team role say in the next 2 or 3 years i feel that will be a better uh, solution than having fred for the long term because he's he's 28 the max he's going to be here is for 2 or 3 years so rather get get someone in who is say not as good as fred but maybe in a few years will be ready to push on the push on the manager's door for a first team position because i really feel that james garner is going to be a really influential player in united's future what do you guys think about it ishan let me let me ask you that yeah that's how i was just wondering who should i so like i would say bro i would completely agree with you on that account but what i have noticed is with ole is he i mean i i am completely supportive of ole i like him but there's one thing that i would like to like criticize about him is that he says he uses the youth but he uses more of the youth only when there are no risks you have to put them in risky situations i know he used mason greenwood the yeah. right way but who would not use mason greenwood he's such a talent mm. so like i would feel and mason mason greenwood's been in the first team training ever since mourinho Yeah. So it's not that he brought him up and he molded him into a first team player. He was already training. Exactly. So I'm not giving complete credit to Ole, but I'm not taking away the credit of him as well. Like yeah. he he doesn't deserve hundred, but he deserves at least seventy five percent of Greenwood's success. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen, like Adama, that that who who, who what is his name? The Traore guy. Yeah. Adama he doesn't Traore. play. Yeah, he doesn't play. Oh, uh, Ahmad Traore. Ahmad Traore. Ahmad Traore. Ahmad Traore. Sorry. Ahmad Traore hardly plays. Then, if you see that shorty or a guy, he got him up. He didn't play him. Yeah. Brandon William hardly plays. Then, um, if you see Angel Gomez left due to lack mm. of playing time, Tahit Chong left due to lack of playing time. James Garner was sent on loan. I understand yeah. that, mm. but most of the youngsters have they've come up to the bench and then they haven't come on because instead of them, he's put on Mata and he's put on. uh matage half the times and he's put on dan james who i feel has to leave immediately i don't feel dan james has any fault to play in it he's just not a united player like it's just very he just he's not made for that team i feel he'll do very well at a smaller club like west brom or whatever but not at united he's clearly not up to it i feel i make so like same, i feel i feel i make the same argument you guys make about fred in terms of dan james i think he's really good off the bench he's got that pace and often when 
60-65 minutes in when the opposition's tired, you should throw him on because he has that pace and he has that movement where he can just run in behind defenses. And I've always said this that I feel that he can be retrained into a right wing back because he's got that crossing ability, he's got that pace, he's not the best of tacklers, but I feel he can develop into that role over time like how Valencia did. But what what do you think, Yash? Do you think that Dan James should leave? Do you think he should be at the club? Do you think he should play a different role? What do you think about James? Um, so with James, it depends what we do in the transfer window. So if we go and sign Sancho as as there are many rumors, then probably there's no place for James uh, because we still have Diallo to develop, and we prob we right now we play Greenwood on the right as well. So yeah. I don't think James is gonna get. Much playing time. James is, you know, always go to player right now. You know, against the big teams when he needs uh, some defensive effort on the right hand side because we know uh, Van Bissaka is some, sometimes susceptible de- defensively. Uh, so he does a good job uh, there. But uh, like attacking wise, he has a good cross on him, but he's not creative. And you know, we've seen the other players get frustrated by two, like especially Absolutely. Bruno yeah. at times. <laughs> I mean, to to be honest, uh, having seen them playing together, I don't really. I think Bruno likes playing with Dan James, uh, but uh, yeah, he he works well against you know when teams play a high line and so or maybe you know if you want to bring uh bring him on and uh, like after the 70th minute, mm-hmm. but again like if you were to go and sign a right winger in the summer, uh, I don't think he has you know uh, he's gonna get minutes next season. Uh, but if we don't sign a right winger, then I think Ole will keep him, uh, even though I think he should use Diallo and. Uh, Diallo more, I think he'll just, you know, stick to his tried and tested formula right now. He uses Greenwood or he puts Rashford uh, on the right and Pogba on the left, or he goes with Dan James on the right. So yeah, and from the looks of it, it uh, seems like we're going to sign a centre back, a DM, and probably a right winger. So just coming back to the, you know, the DM thing. If we're going to sign a DM, who would you like to be at the club? Ishan said he wants Declan Rice. Who do you want to sign? Yeah, the ideal target would obviously be Declan Rice, but he's. I don't think a deal is likely, even if we have like a, a Lingard to offer as like a swap plus cash deal. Yeah. I don't think Declan Rice is likely, but you know, Bisuma would be good. Uh, he's he's a good player. Uh, we we played Brighton and he's he's been good. Like NDD would be good too, but even he's got you know a little bit of a uh, injury issue. Yeah. So I I you know I would actually. Consider Bisuma seriously because he won't cost that much. Declan Rice is gonna cost you like he's gonna cost half of whatever your transfer transfer budget is. So I'd say Bisuma is a good target, and even uh, I think Zakaria. Zakaria was also being rumored as uh, one of the possible signings. Even he seemed like a good player. But I I'd say if not Declan Rice, then Bisuma. Yeah, I think Zakaria is going to be third or fourth choice, and like you guys rightly said, it's going to be either Rice or Bisuma. Even I would personally take Rice because he's the fact that he's homegrown, the fact that he can play as a centre back as well as a DM. That's really good when you're building up. But he's going to be really expensive, and if we are going to pursue Sancho and say a world class uh, centre back, I think it makes more sense uh, financially to sign uh, Bisuma. What do you think, Ishan? Are you fine if? United doesn't sign Rice and instead goes for Bisuma and but has the money to strengthen in other positions. Most definitely, man. Most definitely, I really like Bisuma. When uh, Yash was just saying it, I just thought, oh my god, I should have said Bisuma. <laughs> He's actually very good. I have seen other Brighton games as well, and I have seen him. He's very disciplined with his defending. He like he tracks the runs. He's doing everything that NDD was doing last season. 
I mean, he's not as good as NDD, of course, yeah. but he really has the potential to grow into that. But like, that's what we need a world class center back. We need. I would really go for Varan because he has one left, one year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Florentino Perez would want to deal with any English clubs, to be honest, <laughs> for a long time. But uh, if Varan is is available, I would really push. I mean, he's a very good player. He's made mistakes, but come on, he's better than Lindelof at least. Absolutely. I have nothing against Lindelof, but he's he's better than Lindelof. He's better in the air. He's better on the ball. He has better pace. He's better than Eric Bailly also. Eric Bailly, I don't know why they gave him an extension. I feel they should have let him go for his own career. But I guess that is his choice as well. I think they eventually but, will let him go. They just got him. They just signed him for a shorter term deal so that they can get some money off his sale, which is yeah, exactly. Kind of why exactly. Yeah. Let's hope that if you remember Marcus Rojo. Yeah, if you Rowe. remember Marcus Rojo at the club, I mean, like they are good at getting out players, but I feel Phil Jones, Marcus Rojo, that that, and even Fred, to be honest. I think they are players that nobody can afford and nobody will take from us, and they just need to run their contract down. Absolutely. And you know, speaking of Varan, Yash, I remember six years ago, maybe we we were discussing how good Varan is going to turn out to be, and that's exactly what's happened. Would you still have him at United, or do you feel that we missed our window of getting him? Yeah, I would still have him at United. Like most definitely, he's better than both our centre backs, and pro- he would probably he he would actually. Uh, complement Maguire really well. So again, we know that Maguire and Lindelof don't work as a pairing. Um, I I personally feel that Maguire and uh, Eric Bay are a better pairing. But Oli doesn't want to seem to use Eric Bay. Yeah. So Varane would be an excellent choice, and he also uh, you know suits the way Oli wants to play. So we've been constantly seeing this season that you know uh, we've been trying to play it out from the back, but we don't really have the players to do that. Yeah. I mean. Maguire and Lindelof, they are decent on the ball, but they are not quick. So that creates a little bit of an issue. And then again, coming back to the DM. So if you if you are trying to play out from the back, we need a good CDM, and we don't have that because Fred and McTominay, both of them are you know not really meant for that role. We do that. We tend to do that better when uh, you know Pogba is playing or if Bruno drops a little bit deep. But otherwise, you know, uh, but ideally we'd want them further up the pitch. And when they are further up the pitch, and just McTominay or Fred are there. The centre backs and the CDMs, both of them are not really capable of playing out from the back, yeah. uh, which is why we see Lindelof, you know, just uh, playing a long ball to Rashford a few times, which he's done quite well a few times. But yeah, but Varan, absolutely, we take him. We'll automatically play a higher line. We won't even need, I think, a double pivot to uh, shield the back four. And if we, uh, along with Varan, if we do get a CDM, that would be like one of the Best transfer windows in recent years, because that would you know I I I feel I personally feel that would totally change the way we play. Instead of playing a double pivot, we can play just one single uh, holding midfielder and just Pogba and Bruno or Pogba and Van der Beek or Bruno and Van der Beek in front of them. Yeah. Which and the other option that has been floating around is Jules Kounde, the Sevilla centre back, who is 22. There are concerns about his uh, height, but I think he's a very good uh, tackler. He's good at, good at the ball and speed. He's a good dribbler too. So that will again be a good thing because he can also play. He can play as a left centre back better than Maguire does because Maguire has been playing there, and you can see that he's not too comfortable. He's more comfortable on the right. So in case the Varane thing doesn't work out, I would like Kunde to come in as well. What do you guys think? Do you like 
do you like the idea of signing kunde for something cheaper than varan and then maybe going going for rice or would you rather have uh, bisuma and varan like say if i'm give you the option between uh, kunde and rice or uh, bisuma and varan what what would you guys pick and why uh, i would definitely go for uh, bisuma and varan okay so yeah i feel like the center back pairing is like one of the it, it's like a biggest problem in the team right now i mean uh, along with the center cdm position but uh, varan is like proven at the highest level he's won champions uh, three champions league with madrid yeah. and uh, uh yeah he's proven at the highest level he's played with the best players we know how he is we he's a proven commodity basically jules konde he's still young and you know there are still concerns about his height varan is quick varan is uh, tall as well so like those are two main concerns like just out of the window and bizuma is a is like you know one step above uh, fred and scott mctominay easily in the position that we are trying to play him in he's a natural cdm and uh, like i feel that uh, that would be a better option getting declan rice would be amazing but then again if you were to like that would probably mean blowing your entire transfer budget on him because he's going to cost like way too much money what do you think ishan to be very honest bro i will uh, jules kunde would cost around 50 yeah is that fair yeah it's around 50 yeah yeah 50 60 to he'll cost but varan is on the last year of his contract i think even he would cost around 50 so if you are giving me two players at the same price i would of course take the more proven one and to be very honest Bisuma is not such a big drop off of uh, Declan Rice, so I yeah, would go for that that option. And even if we don't get a centre back, I feel the problem is not with the centre backs that we have. I feel even Ole himself has this weird perception that Lindelof and Maguire works. If you heard his interview recently, he said that's how we want to play: player from the back, our midfielders pushing the ball forward. I don't know what he sees. What I don't, it's clearly not what we see. They're very slow while passing. it takes them at least 2 minutes to get the ball out of their own half yeah. that is very sad even chelsea does it better than us although we say they are slow exactly they do it better than us and i feel the misuse of tonzebi also that's another player that he's brought up till the bench and he doesn't use him enough i mean Mag- uh, lindelof is being playing with a an injury to his back He's played with an injury. Even yesterday, he was limping in the in the end. If you've seen hmm. yesterday, he's, he's obviously not, he's not obviously hundred percent fit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then you could you have clearly Tonzebi is very fast. We've seen it against PSG. Dude, he played very well. So it's not that you can't give him a chance. He just doesn't trust Tonzebi and Maguire after Sheffield United's game. Yeah, that's true. If you remember, they both played together and yeah. they had a very bad day. So it'll take time. Even Lindelof and Maguire didn't have very good games at the start of United. They conceded two against Crystal Palace at home. They conceded so many away. It was very symbolic. So give them time. I would say Tuanzebi is a very good centre back, but I feel we're we're just gonna go out by Paul Torres or someone, and then keep okay. saying that okay, yeah, he's taking his time. He's taking his time. Like Van der Beek, he won't use him, and Maguire and Lindelof will be there next season. I feel Tuanzebi is better than them. Absolutely. Let's hope that that doesn't happen, and we find someone proven who is who immediately improves our team and not for the future. We've made a lot of those kind of buys; they haven't worked out, and it's just been a disaster. But I feel our transfer strategy over the last eighteen, twenty, eighteen, eighteen to twenty-four months has changed. Let's we can only hope for the best. 
and you know now coming uh, to the game the big game on sunday against liverpool it doesn't really mean much except for the fact that if we lose this game manchester city are crowned champions we know that's going to happen already but we would hate to be the team handing it to them on the plus side if if that happens nobody can celebrate it on social media because of the boycott so until monday they will not be able to celebrate it so would you guys rather give the title to man city now or would you guys want to beat liverpool first and foremost yes you tell i mean liverpool liverpool like united liverpool is always a big game like regardless of how the other team is doing yeah. so even when you know uh, before bruno came in we were you know to be honest we were quite shit and still liverpool united was and liverpool were very good but still everyone uh, looked forward to the united liverpool game even the liverpool supporters so it obviously means something and uh, yeah i obviously want to beat liverpool regardless of whether you know it meant city winning or losing the title because it's it's basically like a foregone conclusion right now that city are going to win it anyway so right now it's more about the uh, you know the rivalry between the two clubs rather than uh, any uh meaningful impact on either uh either uh, club season yeah. it could have a genuine impact on liverpool's uh, season because if we beat them tomorrow it's i don't really think they will be able to finish inside the top 4 yeah. so that would be uh good like us beating them and then uh, us beating them meaning you know they don't finish inside the top 4 yeah. so i i i love that uh, but uh, yeah like i don't really think uh, even oli or any of the players are thinking about man city right now it, i mean basically they have also accepted it that they are going to win the title yeah. so i think it's more about the game itself and the two clubs itself rather than focusing on city what do you think ishan how do you see this game uh, going of course of course win it win it no no other choice i mean regardless of what our city's result is <laughs> whether they get to celebrate it or not <laughs> it's just about delaying it and i would rather see it one week from now than tomorrow so any 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 day any cup any competition liverpool versus united i would want us to win and it would really like it would really prove that ole is doing the right thing to be very honest he is doing what klopp did even klopp if you see first season i think he was 6th or 7th yeah then he came up to 4th i think he he finished fourth again then second then first yeah so in the first first season with sorshaw we were sixth then we were third then now we're second so you would gradually want us to win a title but it's happening faster and it's happening with a bit of luck to be very fair because of covid we've had a bit of luck but even then i would say we have to win this game so if i was to ask you for a score prediction and the goal scorers what will do uh i would go for i think it's going to be a draw because it's just a safe bet yeah because we just play very bad when it comes to such games we just go 0-0 this season at least because i don't think we have the players to play the way we want but the form we are in suggests that we might might win it so i feel to one and what about you yash um i mean my prediction basically hinges on what kind of team ole is going to put out so if he is you know if he's going to go with tedden mctominay with dan james on the wing as he tends to go in the big games yeah. then i don't think we then it's going to be like a draw that's basically what i think because he's going to play rashford on the other wing i don't think he's going to play pogba 
because he's been fasting for Ramadan. Yeah. But uh, if he does play Pogba and Bruno, then I think and Cavani, uh, we we've seen uh, on against Roma what they can do. Uh, so in that case, I'd go for like maybe two uh, nil United. I don't see us conceding uh, if Fred and McTominay play. You don't see us just because we tend Liverpool. Yeah, I mean they haven't been great. They haven't been that great to be honest in attack. Also, I mean they they have been defensively weak right now. But uh, like even attacking wise, they are not the Liverpool that we saw like a season ago. So I I I think we'll be able to contain them. But uh, like optimistic is like two nil United. But yeah, if we do concede, it's like two one United. Yeah, even I, I don't see us conceding more than a goal. Even I feel that it's gonna be. I feel we are facing Liverpool at the wrong time. I feel they are just coming back into form. We had played them a couple of months ago. It would have been. I would have said it would be a comfortably United win. But now Salah's coming back to form. We have Diego Jota back from injury. Sadio Mane has not been good, obviously, but uh, I still feel that their attack is going to cause us some problems. I'm going for a one-all with uh, United scoring first and then Liverpool equalizing. But I think yeah, that's that's it. I mean, thank you guys for. Uh, Being such a lovely guest, any final words? Um, yeah, let's just go and win the game against Liverpool tomorrow. I think the game against Roma is just a formality, so hopefully Van der Beek gets some play time. But it was great to be on here, and uh, look forward to coming back here again. Great to have you, Ishan. What about you? Thanks for making it, man. Yeah, man. Same. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I was same like you. Let's like go win tomorrow. We'll just play out a draw. Or just win the Euro Roma game, and then we'll see where we can go from there. Probably the Europa League, hopefully, and just like take it from the transfer window. Let's see if the Glazers spend money. And oh, one second, there's a there's a protest tomorrow. So let's see how that goes. Oh yeah, there's a protest. Ten thousand people. That yeah, should be that. Approximately. Be yeah, that should be. Yeah, good. that yeah, should be pretty interesting. Yeah, it's we important. It's important that fans unite and uh, you know just make make a point, make the point clear. Because for so many years, yeah, fans exactly. have just been bullied by the owners. It's time for fans. Like even just the sight of the fans being outside the stadium might, yeah, I mean, that's you know, special, pump up that's the players a, a bit. Side. Yeah, yeah, that, that might pump up the players a bit, and you know, we might just go on and nick it just because of the fan. And it's it's the perfect it's yeah. the perfect game to do it against Liverpool, our uh, longest and oldest rivals. Yeah, most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Absolutely. So let's hope that that turns out well, and let's hope the game turns out well. But apart from that, you guys have been wonderful. Thanks, thanks a lot for you know spending your time, sharing your time here, and thanks to all the listeners at home. I know times are tough in the world, but thanks for tuning in, and hope to see you all soon. Bye bye.